0: Addiction. You realize that most of us are addicted to something that actually comes from traumas earlier in life. However, the solution is not just trauma. It can be chemical. It could be emotional. It can be physical. I interview a doctor who is an expert in this area who brings the multi-therapeutic approach and cellular detox that I've been teaching for years. He puts it all together in this show and talks about some unique answers, even gives you how to breathe in a really amazing strategy that you should apply and need to apply every day. I'm telling you, this is a great show with just some real practical advice about some things that will change your world. But if you don't think you're addicted, you just might be, but there's an answer. Stay tuned. everyone, welcome to Cellular Healing TV. I am Ashley Smith, and today we welcome Dr. Nick Jensen, who is a naturopathic physician, yogi, husband, father, biohacker, speaker, and podcaster on his own show called The Doctor Dads. He is here to discuss implementing a multi-therapeutic approach to addictions and recovery with a focus on IV therapy, Yoga and immersion, and you'll hear about how you can work with Dr. Nick in person at a very special retreat that he hosts. So let's get started and welcome Dr. Nick and of course Dr. Papa. Welcome both of you.
1: Hello, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, yeah, Dr. Nick. Well, let's start here. Uh, you're you're more than special than all that. You're one of ours. <laughs> you're one of the platinum doctors of uh, cellular detox, and you know you've trained through this multi-therapeutic go- approach. But today's topic is how you use this with your, one of your expertise areas, and that's addiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. L- yeah, let, let's open it up here because addiction um, is something that could be a lot of things, right? I mean, we think of it as drugs, but obviously it could be food, um, and it could be addicted, uh, many different types of addiction. So you, know, you, you obviously apply the cellular detox that we you know, all love and share. Um, but you also uh, do some other things like mindset. Uh, gosh, you, you know, you you call yourself a yogi. Uh, mm-hmm. What does that mean? But um, <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, you know, tell your story first of all. How did you end up getting in this area of recovery uh, from Yeah. Pain?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny how different things in life draw us uh, into into the, our niche, and it's it's not the only thing that we focus on, but. When Sonia and I first got our first uh, job, we actually were and, were... and Sonia
0: and I, that means your wife? That's my wife. That's my amazing wife. I know wife. that. Yeah, you know that.
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Sonia Jensen, who's uh, my wife and, and also an elite doctor with me. And uh, nothing would get approved if it didn't run by her first, as as, as you know, with Lee as well. Um, so our first job position was actually to work at a multidisciplinary uh, retreat center in Costa Rica. And Sonia and I, after we finished naturopathic school, we we traveled the world and Taught English in Taiwan, and so we had a big uh, love and passion for seeing different aspects of the world, and and uh, it didn't work out. We didn't get a chance to fulfill that uh, that dream. Um, but here we are, you know, ten. I guess it was ten years later, or so that we got back into this world of recovery through the lens of yoga, through the lens of IV therapy and, and nutrition, of course, and all those tools. And and I was I was exper- experimenting with my own. Um, biohacking experience with fasting, and whatnot, we stumbled across you. And I saw you on a, a, a post on Facebook at some point. And I said, Sonia, we've got two options. We go see Tony Robbins, or we go see Dan Pompa. And Dan Pompa seems right up our alley. Let's go check him out. And when we went to go see you, I mean, the, the amount of heart that you bring, Dan, is is what drew us to you. You know, you've got so much passion for what you do, and it, it really it hooked us in. It, it made us realize that you can bring so much heart and science and research into what we do. And it was the perfect missing piece in our protocols for helping people through this uh, world of recovery, as, as you were speaking to. And, and yeah, there's there's different types of recovery. There's different types of addictions. And I, I really... Um, uh, like what my one of my dear friends, or how he speaks about addiction recovery, and and this makes it a little less triggering for people. And that is, any substance, any environment, any scenario that's repeated over and over that leads to a negative outcome is technically an addiction. So we can we can draw conclusions to food, to relationships, and uh, obviously prescription medications and and other non-prescription medications, alcohol technology i mean we're, we're surrounded by triggers that put us into a into a world of uh of a downward spiral the, the way we feel so dependent on these things and uh and, and we lose ourselves in it so it's a it's a universal problem i think
0: yeah it really is and you know i don't know they say anywhere between three and five percent actually break the addictions permanently in their life and You know, I mean, uh, I believe cellular detox becomes a big part of that, especially when you're dealing with certain addictions. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think what you bring, that full scope of it, because it's not just the chemical aspect of things. There is a mindset part of this, right? Because the patterns still exist and you have to change those patterns of thinking um, again, those patterns of thinking are hard to change when the chemical parts of things are still there. Mm-hmm. So again, it, it really becomes a multi therapeutic approach to you know this answer. So let, let's start there, right? So kind of unfold that because if you don't deal with all of those areas, then you're going to fall victim again um, mm-hmm. to the addiction. So kind of peel that apart where uh, you start with somebody.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, we always want to. Not obviously, it's not obvious to the person that's that's going yeah. through. Um, but where we always want to start is, is to work on some aspect of mindset. And, and the way that you bring it to is, is that, you know, you remove the obstacle and let the body heal itself. So if we can apply that model to recovery, part of removing the first obstacle is, is what can we do to ch- change our attachment to the addiction, to, yeah. to the substance and whatnot. And if we don't address it through the multi-therapeutic approach that you teach us, from a biochemical point of view, as well as a mind state or mindset point of view, we're missing the piece because as you know, it's like when our hormone of insulin is on overdrive, that's, that's the, the, the hormone of, of addiction right there. It's like, if we don't calm that insulin overload and, and do something to fix the metabolic uh, processing within the body, we're, we're kind of, we're fighting this mindset against a biochemical onslaught that's so hard to engage. So I think from a mindset point of view, what's that, you know, as you taught us, what's, what's that person's reason for wanting to get better if they have a good enough reason that's bigger than the thing that's keeping them attached to their, their addictive substance, then great. There's, there's there's a, there's an opportunity for progress. And at the same time, can we unhinge some of that uh, hormone overwhelm with uh, this, this craving cycle of over, over, over addiction to even just sugar. So sometimes just calming down the sugar and getting people open to the mindset that there are absolutely tools that can um, get you back into a space for healing should you get rid of those obstacles. and yeah. So it's, it's those are sort of the two starting points. I yeah, think.
0: Yeah. Let's um, unfold that a little bit more. So, uh, you know, when you're dealing with the mindset, I mean, if you if you don't get upstream to the causative factors, right, then everything else downstream is is not going to work anything lasting anyway. So as far as addiction goes, uh, Dr. Nick, what what do you find are some of the big upstream issues? So for example, when I'm talking about chemical stuff, the three hidden ones, that I call the three evils, right? Mold, people miss it. Metals, people miss it. Hidden infections, those three are the ones that are missed. Is is there something similar you'd say to mindset? Meaning like if we go back (laughs) into someone's childhood, it's this, this, or this are typically where we find those clues.
1: Yeah absolutely and and i think the 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 biggest thing it comes down just to attachment and connection and when we lose that connection to our tribe our community you know and that's early childhood when we don't feel that that love and tenderness from maybe a parent or maybe there's abuse or, or violence or we see these patterns that are passed down through the lineage of our of our dna and and our environment um you know, it's the, I think the first reach for everybody is how do I feel connected to something? And sometimes that's connected to community, but it's also maybe connected to something greater than themselves. I think a lot of young people in in this day and age too, are looking to, you know, different um, party drugs and things like that to just help them feel a little more connected to something bigger than themselves. And so I think that lack or loss of connection or the, the perceived or the illusion of disconnection, Is part of where that where that starts so I'd say that's definitely one
0: let's stop right there so then what what do you do about that meaning that we can't go back to someone's childhood and create love necessarily Um, Mm -hmm. so what do you do about that like what you know how, how do you deal with a patient that's sitting in front of you and you identify that as one of the root problems
1: yeah well first I mean first of all for most people is that they're not really paying attention to how they got to where they got to you know, they may have an, a, an awareness that, you know, maybe growing up was a little bit rough and, but I don't think most people really understand the depth of how this trauma, this emotional trauma sinks into our, into our being. And I mean, if you looked at the, the work of say Bruce Lipton and the biology of belief and understanding that, you know, the neurochemical processing that's ha- that's happening from our perceived threats in our environment are, are such a strong, you know, uh, problem for us getting out of this fight or flight response so just bringing awareness is obviously the first step is that you know listen i'm sorry you grew up in such a challenging environment and that that must have been extremely traumatic and no doubt it's a big part for for why you looked for a tribe outside of you know your 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 family net or your family circle you're looking you're wanting to belong and feel connected to something Um, is there another way to reframe this so that you can see that you know, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's other ways to connect with yourself. There's other ways to connect with community that, that maybe doesn't involve uh, substances. And so first step is just bringing that attention in, bringing the awareness. There's, there's something more here that you can tap, tap into. And, and then basically the next step is, is what, are, what are some of those traumas? And, and when we understand that um, working with our emotional system there is no such thing as time. When we perceive a memory, we're getting on the physiology of it. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's reframing. Well, um, you know, you came into this experience, you had that experience. The the first way to look at it was that was bad. And that, that molded and shaped you. And, and so we label it as a trauma and we label it as something really hard to overcome that we subdue that feeling with a substance or a drug or, you know, anxiety medication, whatever the thing may be. Until we allow ourselves to get into that feeling again, it's, it's I like I like Dr. David Hawkins' process of letting go. So it's all about feeling what we're feeling, allowing ourselves to feel that instead of push it away. And so I encourage all our, our our patients to go through this program, find a way to invite these feelings back in, so you can reframe your connection to them and see that it's a part of your unfolding. It's part of your journey. I mean, you talk about this all the time. It's like you know, from pain to purpose to promise, it's like your your pain becomes uh, a catalyst for your growth instead of your pain is, uh, you know, a statement of who you are for the rest of your life. And so that's the right. awareness and then reframe and, and surrendering. So, to.
0: So is the addiction oftentimes us not wanting to experience those feelings again? In other words, oh, why does the addiction, why is that um our brains answer to the problem when it's not a good answer but why is that what 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 is it that we end up going to addiction because of mm-hmm. a trauma or this lack of identity or this lack of connection
1: yeah well I, I think i mean the the root thing is is that we're programmed for fight or flight you know it's like the limbic part of our brain that is telling us there's danger here how do we get away from it? So whether flee and, and run away and, and we can do that with our emotions and that's just escaping our emotions or trying to escape our emotions or we suppress our emotions. We can suppress them with uh, drugs, alcohol or some other form or we try to distract ourselves. Maybe we, we create a different attachment or addiction to TV or, you know, become a recluse and we just totally distract. So those are sort of three different ways I think that we deal with it. Try to escape and run away, flee. Try to suppress, whether it be another type of drug or addiction or, you know, prescription or otherwise. And then the next one would be to just try to, um, uh, what do I say? Uh, basically, well, so we'll su- <laughs> suppress, um, escape, or uh, distract. And so, you know, we're all stuck in some form of that, and that's why we reach for things to try to calm that pain down in our system instead of allowing ourselves to feel that emotional.
0: Right. So, I mean, subconsciously, I'd be saying, you know, or consciously, I'd be saying, you know, I don't fear that emotion. But yet subconsciously you do. Mm -hmm. So you avoid it at all costs. So how do you help the person get there? Because you said step one was going, it's okay to feel that, feel that. And I'm going, Mm -hmm. I don't have a need to feel it. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. But yet it does. How do you you deal with that, man? Yeah, I
1: mean this is this is why Dr. Sonia realized that sometimes the easiest way to do this is to to bring people into an immersion setting because when we're constantly surrounded by our triggers or fight or flight response, you know, the, our phone our social media, the distractions uh, or we're we're in the environment of suppression or whatever that may be. uh, Sometimes we need to be plucked out of our environment and and put into, you know, this is why we run a program. That's basically 15, 20 to eight days long where they're with us constantly. They're totally removed from their environment or we take them on to retreat where they're surrounded by a loving community where they're learning tools to reframe to release to we teach this through breathwork and yoga and mindset conditioning and all sorts of other things because sometimes we have to be pulled out of the environment in order to to allow for these processes and these healings to happen because i don't know about you but you know when you're a dad you're or a mom or whatever your job is you're you're busy doing your work and you're you're trying to you know make sense of the world and get moved through your reality you don't make time to, to, to look at those underlying traumas. You don't make time to you know eat the right food sometimes or, or do what you need to do. So sometimes we need to be removed from our environment, put into an immersive setting. And that's why there are some you know, real benefits to people going into recovery at some of these uh, different facilities, right? Because it's sometimes the only way to get out of that, that, uh, that space. Well,
0: but, but, you know, I, and again, I will have, you know, when's your next retreat? Because I agree with you. I think that's really <laughs> important because I mean, if you don't take people out of the environment, they're, they're just not going to get there. However, the other fails will come that they'll go to one of these things, but mm-hmm. then they're not dealing with the toxic, Issues at the cellular level, obviously, yeah. that, that's part of what we do. Um, you know, there's it's a multi-therapeutic approach, right? I mean, so you know, let, let's let's keep folding it back here because you know, if we don't change their mindset, you made the argument that we, you know, pulling people out of their environment is critical, getting them to experience what they're really afraid of, experience is the first part of healing, um, and, and maybe we should go to the second part. I don't know, but or we can you know move on to some of these other places where if you don't hit these areas you're not going to get through this
1: mm-hmm. well yeah, i think we have one last thing on on mindset i would say yeah. is that we're creatures of doing and we're constantly like i gotta do this i gotta do that i gotta do that and one of my mentors in, in the world of yoga says it's effort to give but it's relaxed to receive and when we're constantly in a space of doing 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 giving 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 we we forget about that that space of receiving and and the way i relate to that in in our you know, world of naturopathic medicine, alternative health, or whatnot, is to create space for contemplation, meditation, prayer, to get in touch with something greater than yourself that can feed that, that that part of you. Because when we're constantly in a space of doing, we we're so linear in our thinking. We don't realize that that creation and opportunity and manifestation and all the you know the the more intuitive aspects of who we are as spiritual beings having a physical body is that we can tap into these other resources when we're not constantly in a space of doing and so this is why i love you know i don't care what it, what it is for you prayer reading the bible deep in meditation contemplation reflection but you got to create space for that so that you can be in a place of be instead of uh, a do and so that's sort of like the i guess the cap on on the, the mindset
0: yeah, and another argument for a retreat or something to you know force you out of your day to day because in the day to day, yeah, it, it's, it's very difficult. No, well, I mean unless you already have that habit, mm. <laughs> very very difficult to and get for there. For most,
1: it's not the case. <laughs> yeah. And we've well, all been there. I mean, I'm I'm not talking from a pedestal. I I I had to learn a lot too. You know, we all have our childhood traumas that, that we've had to move through and challenges that we perceive to be the biggest deal in the world at
0: the time that we're going through it. So. My, my was dyslexia. I mean, it, yeah. it's, you know, and again, I, I always looked at mine as going, yeah, that's, that's not even a trauma. Look at these poor people who have been raped, et cetera, et cetera. But mm-hmm. yet, what I didn't understand is that my subconscious it was maybe I don't, again, I, you, you can never make comparisons, but mm-hmm. to my subconscious, it was like, this is horrible. You yeah. know, it's like, you know, you were afraid of this. You were afraid of being made fun of. You were made fun of. This. So it was like, you know, of course, you set up the same compensations around your life to protect you, right? Mm-hmm. And again, I, I had to break those down. Yeah. Uh, you know, what? You, you brought up Bruce Lipton, you know, there's these neurological patterns that are set up to protect us as we're talking about, right? What people have to understand is that those patterns, you know, that sends wavelengths to yourself. And Lipton has shown that it drives cellular inflammation. But if we can change those patterns, that change our thoughts, the thoughts send a different wavelength. And this is science. This isn't woo-woo. Those wavelengths change our cells differently, right? So it it either becomes toxic, toxic thoughts, or healing thoughts. Mm -hmm. So knowing that, and I I hope our viewers and listeners understand what I just said, um, but, you know, again, I... We talked a little bit about how we change that, but give our viewers and listeners some other tips on how we change our thoughts that change ourselves and ultimately our lives.
1: Yeah. So after, after getting into thoughts and mindset, which is maybe a little bit more um, ethereal or, or outside of our control or, or it's a mindset thing, um, then I think the next level of information that we can discuss, which you brought up, is the, the nervous system tone and HeartMath, I mean, I love that company. It's it's amazing to see how they've brought all the research into understanding the, the coherence field of the heart. And when you when you dial into a breath rhythm where you're actually coordinating a heart-brain connection, you create this, this phenomenon called heart rate variability, which the greater the heart rate variability, the better the parasympathetic tone or the vagal tone in the brain. And that that is sort of the communication space that we need to be in, in my mind, uh, for a place of being and for a place of moving through our trauma because uh, in, in getting in touch with these emotional pains, we've got, this, we've got these big feelings and now we have to surrender to the feeling and create a healing mechanism within the body through this heart coherence breath, which is one of many different ways that people can get into a, a relaxed nervous system tone, but it's one that's measurable. And it's one that we use in our clinic. You know, it's Describe
0: very, it. Uh, d- yeah. Give us more description.
1: So basically, it's a biofeedback tool. You've got a little uh, sensor ear clip you put onto your earlobe, And basically, there's just two aspects. One, there's a reading. There's a diagnostic look to see how your heart rhythms are changing over time. And then the other piece is a teaching tool. It's teaching you how to breathe in order to create a better coherence rhythm. Mm-hmm. And I've hooked people up with you know, serious cardiovascular dysfunction. Um, you know, valvular, uh, like uh, I want to say uh, valvular atrophy and, you know, really serious heart conditions. These people have such little variability in their heart rhythms. It's crazy. It's almost like a flat line. So basically a healthy system, you might go from 90 beats per minute in one second down to 70. and, And that's a nice deep range where the people with more complicated issues are constantly in that fight or flight state. It's almost like a flat line. They might be moving between 81, 82, 82, you know, 79 up to 82. And it's it's very, very linear. And we, see, we test our, our boys, our young, two young boys. And, and, I mean, they've got a massive, you know, rhythm change. And they can quickly get into that that state. So it's a really great subjective inexpensive or sorry objective inexpensive tool that tells you about your nervous system tone and tells you how to get into a space of relaxation so i think it's i
0: noticed device. you have an aura ring on which uh um, yeah. thanks you know, to you yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it measures heart rate variability is yeah. one of the things if you're recovering or not right i mean you can look you get to know your variability yeah when it's good when it's bad what makes it worse and, you know i mean again something that's objective you can track and look at you start to then get a feel for wow you know mm-hmm. when i get stressed out i start flatlining
1: <laughs> oh totally and, and you see that in yours too hey like if you absolutely go to bed late or you know eat a late meal or you're just jet lag i mean that's a perfect one i it's a real struggle to get that deep sleep and then that that nice big change in that heart rate variability
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah well when you can measure something and you can start doing things to you know, to actually fix it. And, you know, oh, I travel totally. too much. I, I've got to know. <laughs> but uh, anyways, so, an uh, aura ring, uh, you know, yeah, we should put the link up for people because that is a way of, of, of knowing, you know, yeah. what variability is. And uh, the heart rate variability is, you know, again, an indicator of being locked in this sympathetic dominant state, mm-hmm. which so many people are. That it affects your digestion, oh, and yeah. that affects your immune system, that affects your all-around health. Mm-hmm. uh detox i mean it goes on and on
1: yeah well so. this, is, this is one of the things i love about you dan is that you gave me a green light in our practice to 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 look at these tools for bow hacking and measurement and whatnot and it, it's allowed me to convince sonia to, <laughs> to bring some of them into our practice because there's so much value in in being able to have these objective measurements. And especially if you can look on on yourself on a daily basis, I mean, it's just, it's simple information. And actually David and I talked about this on our podcast the other day, you know, it's around 350 some odd dollars for a ring. That's like a dollar a day for the year and you've got to pay it off.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly and,
1: and we're not that, we're not plugging or a yeah. ring here it's just it's just something that we you know I, I learned from you and i and i love it
0: yeah no no it's just a measure you know something to mm-hmm. measure some of these uh things that are so important you know and we're, yeah. we're talking about heart rate variability and you know as a, as a measure of your mindset if you will you know yep. some de- degree uh you know and, and how important that is to change so okay i mean um we we, we get the fact that our thoughts affect ourselves. Um, and obviously, there, there's ways to change that. Um, before we leave that topic and, and move on, you know, what else do we need to know?
1: Yeah, I think um, in connection to that nervous system tone, I would I would look at you know sort of the next level down. I'd look at the extracellular matrix, and and the connective tissue and the fascia and all these networks of mm. that we don't really usually refer to as um, uh, the nervous system, but it's intimately connected to our nervous system. Yeah. And, uh, you know, whether that's someone who's uh, suffered an injury or trauma or, again, a drug overdose or accumulation of biotoxins and the cells have basically just kind of spit out inflammatory uh, markers into the surrounding spaces. That's getting into that connective tissue affecting the nervous system tone. And and this is what I love about what you've been doing and teaching us is that, you know, if we're not going to look at this from a multi therapeutic approach we have to also change the environment around these cells which is connected to that nervous system and so it just helps to deepen the layers um, to show just how connected everything is right and and as we're working on our mindset and the breath work or whatever your practice is to get into a, a deeper parasympathetic state now we can start talking about how do we start to get movement happening through our body you know moving your physical body I mean what we know now, not that we had to really look all that hard, but movement is one of the most powerful tools to get the, the BDNF and, and rise in brain function and just feeling good about ourselves again. And that comes through movement. And if we're not moving, we're not, we're not uh, um, vacillating and, and um, pumping all that stuff through our extracellular matrix that's, that's moving between well, ourselves. Well, you know, and,
0: and movement brings deeper breaths.
1: And oh, yeah. so it oh. ties in
0: what you've just mentioned, right? So, you know, breathing and focusing, you know, there's there's nothing magical about it in a good way. Meaning, mm-hmm. I mean, there's something magical about it of what it does. You know, we're talking about that sympathetic, parasympathetic balance, and that's that's like huge for our health, you know. But breathing is it works, it mm-hmm. brings us more of that balance of sympathetic, parasympathetic. And the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Exercise is a very similar, it puts you into a different state, deep breath. You know, and it it sets you up for that parasympathetic, so you just gave us you know that's why you love yoga, right because mm-hmm. it it forces you into that breathing, you know basically focused state that we don't do enough of in yeah. exercise, so really you're you're talking about two solutions here.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and with that, I mean, we don't give the diaphragm enough credit. I mean, with the contraction and relaxation of the diaphragm, we're really like we're charging yeah. every organ below on our deep breath in, our deep inhale, our deep exhale, we're, we're charging the heart and everything else uh, on the way out. And so exercise does this, yoga, intentional breathing, anything that's engaging a full capacity breath. because if we're sitting on the couch or we're, you know, we're stuck on our medication and in our homes or alcohol, we're not really moving around a lot. Guaranteed you're an upper chest breather. You're not maximizing that full, you know, proprioceptive effect of getting full breaths in your, into your body, which again, influences the lymphatics, the extracellular matrix, everything that we were just talking about. And um, it's a huge part of uh, the recovery piece. I mean, actually, if we dive in a little bit deeper into some of the, early uh, plant medicine uh, people that were you know were experimenting with um, lsd and mushrooms and different things to get people in altered state of consciousness to get off their medications these things were happening in europe decades ago and when they brought them to the us eventually or north america they eventually shut that down for for many different reasons um, but what they what some of these early researchers or yeah, researchers did was they started to bring in holotropic breathing which is a very specific breath pattern that creates different gas exchange within the brain that puts you into altered states of consciousness much like you would say in meditation or uh, yoga or contemplation or prayer or being in you know whatever your your version of divine connection may be and when you start to tap into these altered states of consciousness through breath and whatnot you start to see things a little differently in yoga we talk about changing perspectives by changing our angles you know when we're in a very linear body type movement and we you know, don't bring your head below our heart and bow to something bigger than us or, you know, maybe do some inverted positions. We change blood flow in our body. And we change um, we we change our perspectives by changing our angles and it allows us to see things more clearly. And, you know, I can't say there hasn't been a single time where I haven't finished a yoga class, a spin class, a, a, a good set at the gym or whatever it is, and you start just feeling better.
0: Oh, always, right? right? I, I mean, I mean it's, it... Take a take a twenty minute walk in your day and watch what happens because it forces you to breathe differently. There you go. <laughs> right? Yes. But hey, if you're out of shape, you'll for, you'll breathe even deeper. You yeah. know. But you know. With that said, right? That's what we're, you're talking about here. Give us give us an example of how to breathe. Right. Mm-hmm. So if someone said because I challenge people if you've got if you have the ring, you know, what I'm saying you have an yep. objective way of measuring this that we're talking about your heart rate variability and, and there's a lot more there. Mm-hmm. But if you do this for 21 days you know you will come out a different person so you get the ring just to prove it number one because you'll see the improvement so exercise but talk about the breathing that they could you know yeah just add in well
1: i think just because there's so much research backing the the heart math breath coherence technique i mean i think that's the simplest place to start and you know just by virtue of how many people we've tested over the years it doesn't take long to get there it's the tool is helpful because you're getting that feedback of course but basically it's a deep inhale the capacity deep exhale to fully release and that's the start, step one just breathing fully and ideally you know we get people to place their hand on their belly so they're they're actually not in this place of what's called paradoxical breath, where uh, when you're breathing in, you're actually, your, your tummy is actually moving back towards your spine. Uh, this happens for so many people in that fight or flight state. So this is like mm-hmm. actually step, one, step number one. Make sure when you're taking a deep inhale, your belly is actually expanding outwards. And so yeah, I would tie that with uh, the heart rate, uh, very, or sorry, the, the heart coherence breath work. So it's deep inhale, deep exhale, deep inhale to full maximal in-breath, exhale the full maximal out breath, make sure that the belly's expanding on the inhale. So that's step one.
0: Step and, and, and how long do you do that for? Well, you could literally breaths? do that for three minutes,
1: you know, or less, you know, depending on, you know, age, toxicity burden, you know, the mindset or, you know, whatever it is. But for most people, just switching out of that paradoxical breathing is enough to stimulate that vagus nerve, which is, which is phenomenal. Breath work takes minutes
0: it invokes of your vagus nerve runs your organ system you know that's the that runs that parasympathetic that so many people lack when we're looking at that heart rate variability so
1: yeah yeah that rest digest and healing state that's yep. so important so that's step one just full breaths in full breaths out much like you would get if you're doing a you know class or or, or exercise or what have you step number two uh, according to the heart coherent breath work is i mean you You can bring your eyes to a close and you're imagining that breath moving through your heart. And there's something about our physical bodies that when you bring attention to a certain area of the body, it stimulates the electrical system. It's kind of like you you could be sitting on a chair and you're not paying attention to your feet, you know. But all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm wearing socks. I got shoes on and I can feel the floor beneath me. Now I'm paying attention to that area. So it's just you're bringing information, nervous system information, whatever, to the area. Same thing with the heart. So step number two is imagining all the breath as you're expanding your belly is coming in and out of your heart. That's step number two. Step number three is find an emotion, a feeling, a memory, a, a someone special in your life that makes you feel a, a elevated sense of emotion, a sense of love and getting us out of that, um, that cortisol dominant state, that stress dominant state by releasing oxytocin and all these neuropeptides like serotonin and dopamine they are allowing us to feel a state of love. Um, and that's essentially part number three. And that gets us into that space. And Stephen Kotler in his book, uh, Stealing Fire, and he wrote uh, one other one, I can't remember right now, but he talks about the state of flow. And the state of flow is this space that we get into where we have the perfect secretion of all the neurochemicals, anandamide, serotonin, uh, dopamine, um, adrenaline, and there might be one more, oxytocin. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like these five or six chemicals all get released at the right proportions, all at the right time, and that's when you sort of hit sort of the next level of what this breath is doing in our body. And, uh, and that's that altered state that we get into where we start seeing the world a little bit differently. It's like the state you get into when you're in that runner's high or you know, you're like you, I know you love biking in the mountain. You yep. get into the space where you're just so zoned in. It's, it's all these neurochemicals that are getting released and it's through that, that connection in the heart that you can do that with this type of breath.
0: So what do you recommend someone starts? Because people watching this are like, okay, I need this, right? It's like, yeah. so how do you, I mean, how much do they have to do to benefit? when is there a better time than others
1: yeah well i I there's there's always the best time is probably when you were in the when that middle of that that's or maybe just at the tail end of that stress response you know, we, we just, we don't know what to do with ourselves. We're going to, we're going to go to our substance of choice. Maybe it's food. It's our phone. It's something, it's, it's something that we know is leading to a negative outcome.
0: Well, you know what you, you did? My next thing is pulling us back to the addiction, but okay, well, there so. you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause you, that's, that's the time to do it because you've got to repattern your brain for how do I move through this recovery uh, process or this addiction or this negative outcome that, that, that I've found myself in neurochemically, You know, emotionally, you know everything, physically, and that's the time to reprogram because then we are desensitizing ourselves to this chronic result of that of that trauma, that exposure, that whatever. So, I mean, that's the perfect time. Are you going to get that right off the bat? You know, probably not. So, if you can remember that at those points in time, fantastic. Otherwise, it's all about linking. I mean, you talked about this too. It's all about linking behaviors. You can't just. Bring a new habit in. You know, I'm gonna wake up at four o'clock every morning or five o'clock every morning, do my breath work, and magically get on with my day. It doesn't work like that. Maybe, maybe every time you brush your teeth, right at the end, you take a minute and do it, or right before you get out right of bed. Before. Yeah, right before you get out of bed, you just, you just, okay, I'm gonna take a minute or two. I'll set my timer. Maybe that snooze button you press is the timer you get into that heart coherent breath and. And then eventually it becomes part of uh, part of your life. And it doesn't take long. Like uh, 20 days, we, we say 40 days to, to, to change a habit. And if you can lock yourself even for those first five, you start to feel a different set point. Your, your resiliency, your adaptability to your environment, your reaction that you may be in in a typical scenario, you might just see that it's a little bit lessened.
0: So I heard you say two things, link it to something you do every day. Anyway, brushing a teeth was an example, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and also the second, second thing is link it to when you feel like, you know, you're trying to break that addiction, you feel that yep. craving or whatever it is, mm-hmm. link it into that, just yep. doing those two things. Um, if you say, Oh yeah, I'm going to do a half hour of breathing every day, you'll probably end up as a fail. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's never <But> going <laughs> yeah, to work.
0: Yeah, exactly. We all have. Yeah. But it, but if you link it to either one of those two things, I you know your chance of success goes dramatically.
1: Oh, con- considerably, yeah. yeah. And you know, and this is this is the magic that 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 you bring um, down with with looking upstream for root cause issues, you know, root cause obstacles. Because you know, I think the next level of this journey after understanding, you know, just some of the basic mechanisms to get into that vagal tone and, and deep relaxation, have tools to get out of a state of yeah. crisis and trauma is like. Well, what about the cellular environment what about the the cell membranes the cell health the cell energy all the stuff that you teach and this is why we're so grateful for what you brought because being able to insert tcd and and the principles of you know the elite coaching that that you deliver for us we're able to take people you know bring in all of our own uniqueness and 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 blessings that we give to people but then we're also able to teach them how to detox properly Because when you get into that space, I mean, a lot of this other stuff becomes a whole lot easier because you've got more faculty Uh, at at your, at your, I
0: I think doing it all, you know, one without the others, it's, it's a setup for failure there. Because again, I've been on the other side where I was really sick and I can tell you that, you know, breathing and those things that helped that other people didn't help me, you know, because my cells were that dysfunctional because of neurotoxicity. However, as my cells got better, these things became become easier. However, once even I got my cells healthy, I still had neurological patterns in sympathetic, right? Mm-hmm. There were certain things, you know, even the smell of a chemical would still put me in this sympathetic state that I had to change that pattern. Mm-hmm. So, my point is this is that you have to, again, it's a multi therapeutic approach. You can't do this without this or this without this. So, many people are teaching breathing teaching this but they're not teaching the cellular detox of why someone doesn't feel well in the beginning yeah you know, putting it all together uh, right nick i mean this is the no, balance totally. that we have found. Well, you know
1: yeah. and we, we love the yoga community and 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 a lot of the the movement towards you know more spirituality and you know thinking bigger and whatnot but this this is a piece that's so missing because people get so fanatical about what it is it they're doing for their emotional system they get locked in there and I mean, one of the communities that I've got the blessing to be a part of is uh, my dear friend, Tommy Rosen. He's got a massive online community called Recovery 2.0. And it's a yoga community, learning yoga to overcome uh, addiction and, and move through this recovery process. The the challenge for these people and part of what I'm bringing to, to teach them is, is this. It's like, if you're not changing that cellular environment, if you're not getting rid of those drug residues, those those neural pathways and and all those things that got them there in the first place. We're putting all our eggs in the, in the basket of breath work and yoga and stretching, which is extremely powerful of course, but we got to change everything else too. It's, it's not just one thing.
0: Yeah. I I think it's, it's so worth saying. It's so important that I'm going to say the same thing again, differently. I said it, you said it, now I'm going to say it again. That's how dang important this is. (laughs) You know, And I, I will use my own story as the example. I was neurotoxic, and my life as I knew it ended. I couldn't sleep. I was anxious. I was sympathetic. My diet went, or my diet went, my, my digestion went. I mean, all of these things, you know, gonzo, life different. And I tried so many of the, the mindset things, you know, because I was so anxious, I couldn't get it. It was a fail. Okay, I start focusing. I realize, oh, I have this neurotoxin. I start doing the right things, the things that you know we, we do in our practices, um, to get the neurotoxins out of my cells, out of my brain. Then I go, okay, I have energy again. I can mm-hmm. actually sleep through nuts. However, I still have some anxiety. I still sniff a chemical and have these reactions. So there was this neurological component. Then I started changing the way I thought. Then mm-hmm. I, these things we were talking about, right? Then all of a sudden... You know, I had to go through this process of reprogramming my nerve system. Now it started working. Mm -hmm. So the point is, is that if you can lower the toxic load, you can change your nerve system. Doing it together is the magic. And so few people are putting it both together. You need to put it all together. Your body doesn't know the difference. It's a physical, chemical, or emotional stress. <laughs> so yeah, empty yeah. the bucket of stress, man. And
1: no one teaches that better than you. And it's because you've gone through the experience yourself. And yeah. you know, every patient that comes into our our clinic, we know what they need to do. They don't know yet what we know.
0: Yeah. But
1: they, <laughs> which is the the conundrum, of course. But uh, we know that it's going to be a journey for them too. And 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 you know, one of the things that, that we're grateful too that Dr. Sonia and I learned from you is that you know. We got to make this into a journey for people yeah. because it's not going to happen after one session of breath work, wow. after one detox, you know, program. Not especially not after like a juice cleanse or whatnot. Um, this is this is a journey, and people have to move into this energy of this of this culture of understanding this multi-therapeutic uh, process. And I, I always get excited when I see someone come in because I'm like, you you don't even know what's coming. <laughs>
0: And not everyone's ready
1: for it. So, I mean, well, you know, I
0: mean, it's the old days. We have so many stressors today from Mm -hmm. childhood traumas to existing traumas and stress to chemical traumas or chemical traumas from childhood, existing chemical traumas. It's in the EMF components to things, right? It's, you know, the old days of just change your diet and you feel better. Those are gone. Mm -hmm. It's like this multi-therapy approach is now really the answer so the what I want to say is this you you know I, you hear me say this all the time we can't just treat people anymore we have to teach people the process yeah. so they can do it long enough to actually make a lasting difference you, know, yeah. you don't to go into a clinic and just get treated and leave mm-hmm. you know, that, that is so that is so done and old that it's it, you're wasting people's time and money and your own right mm-hmm. it's like but if we take the time to your point and teach the person this you know, everything that we know, right? Mm-hmm. Through this process, man, their lives will change and they'll change forever as opposed to, hey, I feel better for a month, a week, you know, a couple months, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And yet, two months later, they're going, ah, I'm back where I was. Darn it. I and that, then they keep losing hope because mm-hmm. that worked and then it did. That worked and it did. The process is we have to teach people, you know, what we're talking about here. Yeah, and and
1: that's and that's essentially this is this is the movement of recovery. Like I love that, and it's there's a need for it. I mean, there's a lot of people on prescription medications. It's something that I think I just looked at the Canadian statistics. It's 435 million prescriptions. That's 14 prescriptions per Canadian. We've got a lot less people up here, of course. I mean, it's it was well over that for uh, for the U.S. of course, with more people just just looking at prescription medications alone i mean these people are on so much stuff and the recovery journey of just drug residue uh, nutrient depletion all those things that have been going on for decades people need to know that there's there's a lot of work to do and like you you know oh, like you said it's it's not just the days where you could change a diet and magically everything goes away and i've yeah. tried that on myself but yeah. it the doesn't work is, is
0: people are still just searching watch a youtube video you know they're still looking for the darn single nutrient the mm-hmm. one exercise the one breathing thing you know and and again i it, it's if it were only so darn simple right mm-hmm. if it were only so simple you know and and it's not i mean if you want a different life you're going to have to learn a different way yeah I mean, you don't have to learn it all at once but you know connect you know connect into you know Clinics like Dr. Nick's in his retreat, you know, learn learn this. I mean, you know, putting it all together, you know, is in fact the magic. You you look at this, Nick, it's like kids today, they're on Adderall, creating an already an addiction. The reason they're on Adderall is because they literally don't have the focus to study. And they quickly learn that they can take Adderall and they can study and learn. Man, that made their life better. What did they just learn there? They're, they learn in their biochemistry, hey, this affects this, right? Mm-hmm. They've learned an emotional lesson of, hey, I can win with this, right? But then no. that doesn't work. And then they end up on another drug and another drug. Oh, and then because they're doing all these stimulants, now they can't sleep. So then they end up on another drug to sleep and then another yeah. drug. I, this is the generation, Nick. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, when we talk about addiction, they're being trained on Adderall addiction, THC mm-hmm. addiction and you can keep going down the list where where are we going to be 20 years from now where
1: well you know you know it's interesting is that i mean yeah the top so the top 3 most abused medications are the opiates yeah. the CNS depressants like the benzodiazepines and then the stimulants and like you, you just said i mean you use a, a stimulant to wind yourself up and then and a depressant to to take yourself down i mean where where it's it's not looking good um you know and, and then as kids get older as socially Uh, I mean, let's look at alcohol for a second. Alcohol is one of the most socially accepted uh, accepted addictions around. Uh, There was actually a recent um, trend it's for 2020, something called sober curiosity. And that's this movement to see people in social circumstances find things to do that don't involve alcohol. So I think that there's, you know, I mean, amazing. I mean, absolutely amazing. I can think of myself growing up, going through college or going to the hockey game alcohol is constantly involved. There's some things just like prescription medications are so acceptable, like 14 prescriptions on average for every Canadian. Um, You know, some of these things are so socially acceptable, including alcohol uh, that, that we have not found our way out of this trauma and this crisis, but, but there is a movement. There's people realizing that, Hey, we can actually do some things with other people, like maybe activities or going to sports, doing a healthy vacation, like a a retreat or whatever it is that doesn't involve having to check out a life. And uh, I think that that as more time goes on, as more people understand more of this multi-therapeutic approach, there will be a movement towards understanding that, you know what, biohacking has gotten really cool. Not drinking is going to get real cool. You know, getting off prescription medications, looking for alternative therapies, some of these things are becoming more on trend as yeah. are our tech gadgets and everything else. So
0: it's- yeah, no, I think we're, you know, we're way ahead on this. I mean, when you look mm-hmm. at, you know, light therapy, right. Photomodulation yeah. has become this big thing. Um, why? Because uh, we're being exposed to lights that are negatively affecting us. Right. And, um, all of yeah. this stuff that we're discussing, breathing, pu- mm-hmm. pulsed electromagnetic fields, PMF, I mean, all of it, is in our world but it's becoming more and more mainstream and will become more and more mainstream why because 5g is coming all the emf the bad light the bad i mean the more toxic. you know we are i mean gosh it's hopefully there's a time where everybody's cellular detox is more of the norm right i mean it's like but (laughs) the point is is that people are going to be forced to reach out Mm -hmm. to these different biohacks um, because Mm -hmm. they're being biohacked and they don't realize it. You know, mm-hmm. so to take control of your life, we better look at some of these things. How do we change our mindset? How do we get rid of the stored t- traumas and toxins um, mm-hmm. you know, that we've been exposed to? We need to empty our stress buckets, man, because the stress around us is too much. And the lower you get it, the better more you can endure. You know, I, Nick, I love mm-hmm. the example. You have one glass that's very full, right mm-hmm. near the edge, a little bit of stress, it spills over right symptoms Mm -hmm. you know all that stuff that we don't like headaches lack of energy brain fog can't sleep right that's the water spilling over and then if we empty one down halfway we can stress it a lot more without symptoms right without spilling i love that yeah yeah, exactly but here's the thing that glass is filled with physical chemical and emotional stressors how do we Mm -hmm. empty it we have to we have to empty all of those stressors out so that's what you're talking about. Changing our mindset, the breathing, um, you know, obviously getting rid of the chemicals at the cellular level. You know, everything we preach and teach, man.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you, you you've shown us the way, and it's 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 amazing what, you know. I think it was not too long ago that uh that a patient uh reached out and and just just gave me so much thanks for um for you know, taking her through this journey. And, and I, I went, well, you know what? It's, it's because we got a chance to to learn from the best and learn from Dan. And, and so, you know, it's like all those people that you are all the doctors that you train, you know, we're training our patients and it and it kind of comes, it comes back up. So the fact that, you know, you're, you're helping us, you know, pave the way forward. It's, it's a real testament to, uh, to, uh, you know, the legacy that you're leaving Dan. So we're, Look, we're so only, grateful.
0: I can only reach a few, right. But if we train more of us, we can reach thousands and millions right? Yeah. that are, that are doing the work. So. Definitely, there's practitioners watching. (laughs) We need more, (laughs) more of you. Uh, Well, Dr. Nick, uh, I want to thank you and uh, your wife Sonia. Man, you guys are doing amazing work. You know, one of the things too, I think I want to point out about your uh, practice, you can tell them where you are Mm -hmm. um, when your next retreat is. Um, But you also do a lot of the IV therapies, right? Which sometimes we, you know, we get these people who their digestion is so wrecked that IV therapies can be such an amazing biohack. Uh, Talk a little bit about that. And also, like I said, you know where where your clinic
1: is. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, I mean, yeah, IV therapy we've been doing since we we've opened our clinic just because, I mean, I, I suffered from uh, what seemed like Crohn's uh, illness, Crohn's colitis. My mom had it when 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 I was growing up, and so digestive dysfunction was a big part of my health history. And so we saw the need because I saw the need for myself. And when you're bypassing that digestive system, I mean, you're 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 getting 100% absorption into your into your Uh, circulatory system through the iv uh and but it's allowed us to explore i mean we're doing some really fun ivs that the like nad and phosphorylcholine and glutathione and i mean you've had you've had an nad iv now haven't you oh yeah 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 yeah. i mean there it's a it's a whirlwind and it's amazing to see the kind of effect that people have even just after a few i mean speaking of the way uh, nad
0: and their new research on addiction to bring a full circle it's that's
1: that's in our protocol actually i mean our our 15 20 day protocol for getting i mean we get people off benzodiazepines not everybody but sometimes within two to three days of just getting that nad in there because we know that it's binding to those those opioid receptors in the brain and when you unhinge that uh chemical trauma in the brain you can start to see that uh, the cravings come down massively it's been used for decades for for addiction so that's that's a big one in the recovery world that, that that we use in our in our facility and you know, that's a daily in IV. You know, sometimes people are hooked up for five, six hours because we have to put really big doses of NAD into the system. Yeah. But we found it to be such a powerful tool, like the whole biochemical restoration that happens with amino acids and the other things uh, to re- to replete those those neurotransmitter deficits as a result of the medications, the drugs, alcohol, whatever mm. it is. I mean, it's just such a powerful tool. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. and you're doing a lot of other amazing biohacks, uh, you know, in your clinic, so um yeah it's a a great place to be tell them where you're at and where they can yeah
1: about. so we're, we're in vancouver british columbia and we're in a, a little area of vancouver called Kitsilano, which is like the health hub of vancouver and, and our clinic's called divine elements naturopathic and because of your inspiration we're we're just about to launch our longevity lab which has the hyperbaric chamber the red light the iron cleanse foot bath and i mean this is what i was saying uh before the if it wasn't for you i don't think i would have got my My dream of having a a biohacking lab.
0: (laughs) Hey, listen, that's a health center of the future, man. I mean, all all those things you just mentioned, you know, this is what I did, right? This is what I did. This is what you're bringing in your clinic. So that's a health center of the future. So thanks for bringing it.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, these are are things that are in your home. And so we got to (laughs) try them out there, (laughs) right?
0: Although every day I can. I, I'm yeah. traveling a lot. But.
1: Oh, I know. What's well, funny, just in our setup, we've got all the stuff at our home right now. So it's like we move from the red light to the hyperbaric to the beamer to, to whatever. I mean, yeah. it's just it's I, I do it's every one of, of those, man.
0: <laughs> Thank God they can go to your clinic and not my house. But yeah. I, <laughs> anyways, well, listen, hey, thanks uh, for being on Cell TV and bringing your wealth of knowledge in this area of addiction. This is a big problem. So yeah. share this episode, folks, uh, because people need to hear this information. And Dr. Nick, thank you.
1: Thank you so much. And if I, if I could plug our retreat one last time, yeah. if you, if you sure. don't mind, uh, that's the other way to reach us, at naturallybraveretreats.com. And we're leaving for Baja February 25th to March 1st. So wow. uh, join us.
0: Yeah, and I'm there's a there's a
1: discount code for Cell TV listeners too. Which, that's uh, it. Uh,
0: yeah, like. hey man, I'm a big believer in the retreat. We <laughs> we started with that point, right? You have to get out of your environment, and it and it's powerful. Um, you know, I'm I'm looking to do uh, one myself. Um, I love it, uh, Nick. I, I so appreciate you doing it. Thank well,
1: you. and it's the, it's the model that you're you're teaching us too, in, in our in our group dynamic, right? And with the you know the only way that we learn as doctors is by being in an immersive
0: environment with you mm-hmm. and and everything you brought. So yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. Yep. All right, Thank next. you. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. Well, that's it for this week. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. This episode was brought to you by Cyto Detox. Please check it out at buycytonow.com. We'll be back next week and every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. We truly appreciate your support. You can always find us at cellularhealing.tv and please remember to spread the love by liking, subscribing, giving an iTunes review, and sharing the show with anyone you think may benefit from the information heard here. And as always, thanks for listening.